Welcome to the Berenson Bond Podcast, episode 91, with your hosts, Corey and Diego Berenson. Good evening, Diego. Good evening, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. So, let's see. Let's do a little quick recap. No school Thursday and Friday. Nope. Because of the uh, so-and-so, quote-unquote, snowstorm that but, only lasted a day <laughs> exactly i think we were but all, i think they're a little overreactive which is good though i'm not blaming them we got four days i was a little scared had me scared they're like you should stay home everybody stay home it's gonna be bad get ready do you have food do you have lights do you have flashlights do you have no power went out nothing happened the only thing that happened was what a little bit of snow roads are icy that's it <laughs> yeah that's awesome I'm so happy it was not a snow apocalypse. No, that would never happen. A little well, snow? No, 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 no. I wouldn't say never, no, but that definitely that. wasn't. That definitely wasn't. That was not. I was, can't lie, I was a tiny bit scared. Like, oh, man. But I was, we were more prepared. We had so much beans and rice. We could live off beans and rice in a Coleman camp stove for at least two weeks. You'd be cold, but you'd have some food. Dun, dun, dun. Would we have electricity? We did. But if we didn't, bad times. We'd just be cold. But we'd be eating. Dang, no Xbox. No Xbox. No TV. No internet. No movies. No movies. No phones. No laptops. No computers. Back to the basics. That's harsh. Staring at each other, saying... Well, what now? What do you want to do? The only thing we can do all day is play card games. We have more than card games. We have so many games in the game closet. You don't even know. I do know. I know that we have Parcheesi and we're missing like probably 75% of the pieces. Probably. So we survived the threat of a snow apocalypse. Psyched that wasn't crazy like last year. Yeah, it was not even bad. Cool. So it's February. Mm-hmm. This is Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Very important. It should be, you know, recognizing different races all year long, but it's Definitely. good at least they get, you know, black people get an entire month and a whole year for us to celebrate and learn more about each other. So you went to Barnes and Nobles and picked out this sweet book. Chadwick Boseman. Forever Arkeen, 1976 to 2020. Chadwick Boseman, <clears throat> you swooped this up and read the whole book in a day. Mm, not in a day. Two days. So most of it in one. Okay. A teeny day. bit of one, most of it in the second day. So tell me all about it. Tell me everything. Well, it's basically all about, um, I wouldn't really say about him. It doesn't talk too much about like him personally. It's more about like, his career or whatever in like movies, TV shows as an actor, really. Um, it kind of shows like how he got there. It shows everything he did, uh, information about each film. And do you remember how he started? Uh, what was the beginning of his career? I don't remember. Do you remember where he went to college? Uh, Howard University in DC. Yeah. 
He got an honorary doctorate. Yeah, he went career. to an actor's class, I think, <sighs> with like some other super famous actors. Mm-hmm. Not at the time, but. And Denzel Washington paid for a summer in Europe. Uh, yeah, so he was uh, struggling to pay for like his student bills or whatever, and um, and then he got like an anonymous donation, and that that was enough money to pay for it. And then, um, and then a long while later, I found out that it was Denzel Washington that paid for him. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then it said he did, in a, in a speech honoring Denzel, he said, hey, there'd be no Black Panther without Denzel Washington, which is pretty cool. And I did not realize he had played so many huge black icons across his whole career yeah he at first it was more of like true stories like mm -hmm. most like one of them was like of i think like the first black judge um another one was they good marshall um yeah mm -hmm. and the other one was jackie robinson and james brown and those are like his like kind of true story ones and mm -hmm. then um i involved in the silver war and then um he kept doing more and more movies and then he got his own solo movie black panther and then it went it was like super uh, like it was going crazy at the time like uh people were trying to make like uh starting go f go fund me or whatever and they're making their own little like um donations to help kids see black panthers for free i think it started out in harlem they started doing it there and then it spread across the world and everyone was doing it over there so the movie definitely really sparked up, though. That's for sure. And what did you think about it? Did you, after reading this book, did and, it help you understand how big of a deal that was? Yeah, and then, like, uh, at one point he was talking about how he said in the film, there he's like, um, I think someone suggested, I can't remember if it was him or someone else, but about giving him a Nigerian accent. Mm -hmm. And then people were, like, making a, like, the crew or whatever was making like a huge debate about it they're like whoa you know so and then eventually they did and that's why the movie has an accent in it and then it kind of gave like really big recognition recognition and culture so not just yeah because it's not just a black star he was an african king in the movie yeah it's awesome and did you and so you looked up when the Black Panther appeared in the original comics, it says that he appeared for the first time in Fantastic Four number 52 in 1966. That was the first time Stan Lee had other friends that were black and they were also cartoonists and creators. And he said, hey, none of the superheroes look well, like my friends. They have um, they have other ones like Luke Cage and... Oh, uh, it's just one of them. I remember there's a ton of other ones, but like he was a really big one at the time. Mm -hmm. But he added him in there and then, yeah, because when it got to the Marvel, the, all the Marvel movies, he was in like four, four Marvel movies before, or three other ones before it was the solo, the solo Black, movie, Black yeah. Panther. And it says Jack Kirby was actually the one who was a big deal of creating some of the characters with Stanley? I did not know that. Yeah, he yeah he worked with Stanley a ton. They were like super close. 
So what did you think? I guess after you read this whole thing, what did you think of most? You know, figuring, finding out that he was doing that some of the biggest really big movies. Yeah. Well, some of the biggest movies while he had cancer. That he acted the entire it. Black Panther with cancer. Mm-hmm. And he made it like, they got like, he made, he broke records. He got a ton of like um, honors and like medals or whatever. And then he even broke Marvel's records or whatever. Like the movie really, really got it all going. Sad we won't get to see him do another one. I wonder if there will be a follow-up one day or they're going to let it be. You know, maybe they'll do another one later. What do you think? I doubt it. You don't think so? Not with him. And it showed all these other actors and coaches and teachers and everyone saying like how humble he was, how much of a hard worker. He just always wanted to do his best and not call attention. You know, if you're not calling attention to yourself like, hey, I'm sick, feel bad for me. He kept that private and he's like, hey, I am I got a little bit of time here. I'm just going to work hard and do some good acting, make some cool movies. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. We can go check out Howard College. We have a friend who's a teacher there. We should go visit. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I've never been there. I'd like to go. I want to read towards the end of this book. He was doing a speech at Howard when he got his honorary doctorate. You know what that is? It's like, hey, you graduated from here and got your bachelor's, but you've had such a huge impact on our community and on the world. We're just going to give you an honorary doctorate level awesomeness because you've done what that level, I guess, is is worthy of or is expected to do. Something like that. And so he said in his speech, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Purpose is an essential element of you. He said in his speech, it is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. When I dared to challenge the system that would relegate us to victims and stereotypes with no clear historical backgrounds, no hopes or talents, When I questioned that method of portrayal, a different path opened up for me. The path to my destiny. That's exactly what happened. Through his career, he exactly broke that mold. It's awesome. Having these huge roles of giant icons. Somebody that made everybody proud of who they are. You know? That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, cool for you swooping this one up. I haven't read all of it, but you knocked it out in a couple days. I need to finish the rest. Pretty cool. I suggest everybody pick this one up. Yeah. It's a great book. If they're a fan. Yeah. It's just a good story. So, what else is on your mind? What's going down? Got any good jokes? No. Your dogs, they're clean today. They got some baths. They don't mm-hmm. stink as bad anymore. They still roll around in the mud as soon as they get a bath. 
I know. Why do they do that? I, don't know. I just gave you a bath and you go lay down in mud. <laughs> What's up with that? They don't lay down in mud any other time, only after I give them a bath. Maybe because they want to go back to normal. They're like, oh, I don't like being clean. Gross. Get some mud on me. And you haven't taken your fish for a walk lately. Are you going to do that? I might try. You just leave them here on the table. You got to walk them. Yep. Get a leash for your fish. Take them for a walk. No? I could put like a, make like a fish harness. Ooh, and then make yeah. a super tiny one. And then a super tiny leash that I just hold with my two fingers. And I go in the water and I swim. That would be pretty cool. And just holds him on a harness. <laughs> <laughs> like with my two little fing- my two fingers is just a super tiny leash. Yeah. And I just swim. <laughs> you should try that. They're not gonna make fish harnesses. I don't know. There's a there's a market for everything. I, People make tiny stuff? I bet you for sure. How much you wanna bet? Five bucks that somebody made a tiny fish harness? Five bucks. Five bucks, okay. Right. We are shaking yeah, five hands. Bucks, five bucks. Yep, shook hands, right. five bucks. I say somebody made them. I say no. I mean, a fish harness? People make all kinds of crazy stuff. I know, stuff. but like a fish harness? Yes. Have you not looked around Look But it around has to be yourself. that size. Okay, we're talking about a one-inch fish. Well, it has to be like that, a particular a har- fish. Okay, a har- well, it's got to sort of be universal. I'm talking, we need a one-inch fish harness. Pet fish harness. Yeah. And we also need to find There's out. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, pff, you'd be surprised the stuff that people make. You think, well, oh, know. that doesn't exist. Google it and no, then. I oh, know. People, somebody made that. I know people make crazy tiny stuff, but like a fish harness is. Why not? Why not? Yeah. So People maybe, make guinea pig harnesses. I, yeah. It's true. Horse so harnesses? A, oh, for sure. Horse. Shark harnesses? Definitely. To walk? Well, maybe swim. just to hold on to them. The speaking, of, speaking of great whites. I never said... Do you... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, since you brought up great whites, there's a cool documentary where free divers swim with the great whites as free divers. No cage. No cage, no air tanks, just free diving. With the, you know they have the super long fins on their feet and they can hold their breath for five to eight minutes at a time. So they went down, three of them went together under the water in an area known for great whites and they would just calmly make a little triangle and hold their breath and just kind of stay with their arms crossed, float a little bit below the surface. And then great whites began to come and swim right around them, come up close, look at them, just investigate, come around, not attack, and not eat them. It was three times the size of each person. And they said the hardest part is when it's there, and you really need to take that breath but a great white is right in your face investigating you. They're very. You can't move. Oh, I mean, you don't know. You know, these are people that have been around all types of sharks their whole life. They know the behavior. They know cords. But they would calmly go to the top as slow as they can to not scare it, take a breath, and then try and come down as slow as they can again. 
and then hold their breath for another five to eight whatever minutes. We need to blew, watch that. We should watch it. Blew my mind. It was at the Houston Everyone Museum. Watch it. Watch Everyone, it. Find watch it. it. Watch it. We have to find it. It was one of the coolest things we've ever seen. You were actually probably one or two years old. You don't Shark remember. fan or no shark fan, go watch that. That sounds cool. Yeah. But they had to be, you know, learn to Crazy dive good. for a long time. They had to be around tons of other sharks to be super calm because it can sense your energy, that said. And sense fear or whatever. Sense fear, panic. Because it's like electric. It's it's, like yeah, the electric electro- pulses coming off your body. Because when yeah. you freak out, you're, there's a lot of electricity in your body that sparks your muscles and body into action. And if you're freaking out, if you're totally freaking out, there's a lot of electricity. That's when they go to attack. They're like, oh, attack mode. Because they think, oh, you must be some sort of oh, prey. Yeah, yeah but if, if you're, you're acting like afraid, chill, I must eat you. They're not going to do anything. If you're like, just hmm, super chill. Wait a minute. Not afraid of me. This is weird. Let me just swim around you for a little bit. And they go away. Yeah. And then they come back. And then they go yeah. away. Yeah. It's cool. I bet we can find it. Next weekend. Okay. Well, cool. Well, I'm proud of you whipping up a cake today. How was that? <laughs> yeah, that was it's all right. From scratch. You and your sister, kitchen, all by yourselves, with fire, ovens, tools, ingredients what was it like you guys are in there for a couple hours yeah you did good working together Mm, there's a few struggles but what was the hard part i noticed that batter how was it making the batter when you're blending it oh well the powdered sugar was super hard because like it's powdered sugar so whenever as soon as i turned the blender on powdered sugar flew everywhere <laughs> i'm like there's no way i could do this so i just had well to do that it. was the powdered sugar party so, i cleaned up so that's <laughs> i know that so then not by the dishwasher though it won no it was fine you're fridge. supposed to make a big mess no, i know but I, as i was doing it i'm like okay there's nothing i can do about it and there's just powdered sugar everywhere but then the cake batter that not too hard but we didn't cut it up the butter sticks up and they're like thick. It's not like that oh, thin you, bar metal is going to shred that thing up. How did you do the butter? So then Sophia was scared to put her hand in. And then I'm like, take, like, put your hand in, take it out, and then cut it. She's like, no. And then she struggles to cut it inside the bowl. And oh. then she does that. You know what? Did you realize you could have microwaved it for a little bit before and just pour it in? It's fine. It worked. It worked? It worked. So you just squished it? No, so we just cut it, it, cut Cut it it with a butter knife as small as you can, and then put it in. Oh, okay, and then blended it. It was still kind of hard, but I mean, it's whatever. And then Lego pieces was kind of hard though. Thinking of what to do, or being difficult, uh, thinking of what to do, but then finding the pieces, you know, because you can't just. But. Well, it would have been easier if somebody wasn't hiding all of the people. I know. There's like 50 dead. So, like, there's no people. So, he was like, yeah. I can't find any. Yeah, there's no and then, people. And, and then you come down. The and then you come downstairs with like 30 people in your hands. Surprise. You never noticed the big people, Lego people party right there on the bookshelf? You know why you forgot, didn't see it? It's been there so long. All of us forgot all about it. Well, no, not that, but it's moved like in the corner. Yeah, nowhere near the other Legos. But you came up with a super cool scene, cops and robbers. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. 
So now I'm psyched. So you can make cake. Um, no, I'll, that's a, that was a one-time thing. I'm so never now doing you it make again. me cake. No, I'm never doing that again. I'm thinking. No, no. Uh, I'll uh-uh. just write down what I want for breakfast. No, no, I'm lunch, not a chef. Dinner. I will pay you a hundred dollars if you never make me cook anything again. <sighs> I'm not real, even kidding. It's a very important skill to no, have. No, I'm not even kidding. Dude. No, like I'll. I mean, I will make breakfast or dinner every now and then, but like. It's, it's, I don't want it to be like a weekly thing. I want it to be a weekly thing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm you saying I will pay you 30 bucks. Okay, how about this? One meal a week. You can pick which one. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Okay. Once a week, pick one. Yeah. Or we can rotate. One one weekend is breakfast. The next one is lunch. The next one's dinner. Next, It's a really good skill to have. All right, then. Feel comfortable in there. Get I'm probably going to make the same things your- over and over again. Well, you know what happens when you make the same thing over and over again? Hmm. You'll get really good at it. But then there's so many. You'll be like, I have perfected the most amazing peanut butter in the jelly sandwich. And I don't know why I talk like this when I make fancy PBJs. No? No. Tough crowd, tough crowd. <laughs> All right, well, good job. That's it. We're going to keep it short and sweet. You All know. Right. And uh, look forward to talking to you again, son. Okay. All right. Be healthy, y'all. See ya.